This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, it's a lovely, well, not a lovely. Not Monday. so lovely. Not no. so lovely. But it, you know what? It's a, it's Monday. It's People not out and about. It's not snowing. Right. right. I've it's got shorts so on. You've got shorts on. It right. can't be that bad outside. Draft's not far away. You know, right. People are out and about. The world's opening up a little bit. So no complaints. Uh, a couple of uh, free agent notes uh, mm. of interest today. Uh, James Conner. Steel, former Steelers running back, going to visit the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and maybe when people listen to this, that'll be locked up. Who's to say? Could be. Let's stay there for a minute. Okay. With all respect to James Conner, Steeler fans, you want him to sign in Arizona. And you want him to sign for a little bit of money. The more the better. Yeah, the more right. The, the more the better. play like crazy and be their number one and have a great year and get you a comp pick. Get you a comp you're pick. You're getting with, right. going with this. And the, uh, the other part of the equation is something you brought up when we were off the air. Arizona's less likely to draft the back then. I mean, yeah. they're one because they've of the, got Chase Edmonds, and he's a good player. He's a but, nice number two. They're going to add somebody, probably yeah. a size back that the Steelers would also be interested in. So I see five or six teams that are running back needy. Would they be less run? They would definitely be less running back needy if James signed. Yeah. So that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're more inclined than if they sign Connor to wait until the third or fourth round to take a back. Yeah, I was thinking that'd be more their style. Yeah. You know, take a, even a fifth rounder, you know, Herbert or somebody like that. Because their leading rusher is still going to be Kyler Murray. I would imagine. I would imagine. I mean, right. that's... And they're going to play a lot of four wides. And, yeah. you know, so, no, I mean, that, that would be good for the Steelers. I mean, obviously it would be off the table to bring him back if the draft doesn't go as planned. But well, that would be the only fly in the ointment there because there's though. just not much there's left. There's not much else, right. If you don't get one of the top guys, we were talking about this off the air. I mean, if you don't get one of the top three, then you maybe got to, you know, Sermon would be okay, Stevenson would then, be okay. Then you almost have to double down at the position in this draft, I think. If they don't get a top if you, guy. If you don't, if you miss on one of those top three guys, you almost have to do what the Packers did the a Williams few years Jones ago. Here, yeah. And you take, they took three that year. They did, the seventh, I forget who the seventh yeah. rounder was, but yeah, it, it was. And Williams was the first one, Jones was their second and he was the better of the two. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Williams was a third round pick. Jones was a fifth, and that then they took right. another guy in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. And Jones wound up being the best of the three. Yeah, and then you had another good point off air too. And we've mentioned this a couple times that you don't go running back even in round one. Trade ups aside, trade downs aside, then the second round, as soon as Najee falls, you better be calling to move up. And yeah. They're not real well equipped unless they trade down in the first round to trade up much this yeah. draft. You unless know? you're unless you're willing to give up. Some next year picks, mm-hmm. you know. Let's let's say for example, you know, you get the extra comp pick for Connor. Well, then maybe you're a little more inclined, sure, to move something else because you're going to have four comp picks. Are you going to use you four? Get the third for Bud? Yeah, yeah. But still, would you like? You'd like to have that ammunition though, if you if you want to make a play for a quarterback Without next question. year. And in general, do you think Javante Williams? I mean, he'd be the one I would think would be the in this case because Najee would probably fall. Um, you know, is he worth the Steelers' second this year and a third next year? I don't yeah. know. That's what, in, that's in a what nutshell, it, I'm not sure if he yeah. is or not. It depends on how far. I was asked that question over the weekend because I wrote a piece saying the Steelers have to get one of those top three guys. Mm-hmm. 
regardless of what the price is. Now, when I say regardless of what the price is, whether it be a first round pick or if you do have to make that move up, yeah, you have to get two. you have to get one of those guys. You don't have one right now. I mean, maybe there's maybe they like Sermon better than we do. I mentioned Herbert. We mentioned Stevenson. I'm sure that there's more than three backs they like, but I would be shocked if any of them are franchise backs. Right, you know, the that's answer. the answer. Sermon's yeah. the one, maybe, but there's not, not a lot of experience there. There's an injury history. That's, injury history, yeah. right? You just got rid of one guy with an injury history. You're mm-hmm. going to replace him with another, right? I mean, you really, and at that, a lot of teams are like that with left tackles. Yeah. You better. You got to get him in the top twelve picks. You know, I mean, right. so it's not that bad a position to be in, considering the position that it is. You know, you can live with it um, if it's not ideal. But we've seen that, and that doesn't work so well. No, it doesn't. And and the you know the question is, I mean, your their second round pick right now is at fifty five. Uh-huh. Are you going to have to go up to thirty five? In which That's case, the then then you are Third's giving up. Then you are giving up. You know, multiple picks mm-hmm. uh, and a high one, or is are you going to forty five? That's a big. There's a big difference there. Yeah, and next year's third might get you to forty five, but it's not going to get you to thirty five. No, right, and then you got trouble. Yeah, um, so I think to me again, that's why you almost have to take that guy. Ideally, for the Steelers, what what you want if you're a Steeler fan is for Harris to be there at 24. Then it's just a no-brainer. I think so. I then think you, you just, just take, take it. it. Yeah. But if all three are there, as we often do, you maybe move down a little and roll the dice a little bit. I mean, yeah. that's the ideal situation. I think it's quite possible. But um, as it stands right now, would you give up 24 for Harris? Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. just have the bird in the hand. You're happy with your guy. You upgraded. Good. You know, and then everything else falls into place from there. Right, and you then know? you just make your picks as they as they come. Yeah, right. The, the question then, you know, becomes: Well, if Harris goes at say eighteen or nineteen, well now like Jets in Miami, yeah, are kind of looming. Now but, you're in a situation yeah. where okay, do you have to take that next back because, mm-hmm. or is is there a position uh, where somewhere else? Again, we mentioned Caleb Farley before uh, last week. Well, he did the he did the medical combine last week, and everything checked out. Sounds um, good, right? Yeah, everything came out of that sounding good. He's going to be ready for the start of training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, In a yeah. way, you'd almost want, like him to go, so you don't have to make that decision. Yeah, you don't want to have to make <laughs> right, that decision right. because talent-wise, I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> I mean, I wonder. We just talked about Arizona. If they sign Connor, can they pass on Farley? Boy, I don't think so. Right, right. I yeah. mean, like, there's a couple spots like that, and Indy maybe that's why they. Maybe though, what that's why they're kicking the tires. Right. Maybe it's no coincidence here that. Well, hey, Farley might be okay here for the start of training. Why don't we take care of that running back? We need? were thinking about Najee in the first round, but we're going to take Farley or Newsom or somebody yeah. like that and, and worry about it later, which is good for the Steelers, I think. Yeah, but it's it's all very interesting. There's sure. again, uh, you know, you often say teams tell you what they what they think of their roster by they the do. moves that they make. The fact that the Steelers, the only move that they've made at the running back position is signing Kalen Balaj, who is not a lead runner. No. I really didn't like Bellage as a prospect, to be very honest, and I was very unimpressed with him early in his career. We haven't talked about him much. He was better last year for the Chargers than I expected. Yeah. So. And even at that, he averaged three point one yards a carry. Right. I mean, the numbers don't blow you away. They're not. But he was great. a short yardage He's guy. A short yardage yeah. guy. I mean, he. What I didn't like about him coming out of school was he had obvious traits. He's strong. He's fast. He's big. You know. Yeah. If you look at him on paper, you go, well, that's a pretty good running back. Absolutely. Or yeah. just look at his combine numbers. I'm like, yeah. So maybe the light's turning on of how to become a more nuanced runner and whatnot. 
But I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. Like, don't no, think the problem no. solved. No. He may not make the team. Right. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, there's a chance. Here's the problem with that. You've already got a guy in Jalen Samuels who is learning to play the running back position at the yeah. NFL level. And Kalen Balaj is learning to play the, the, the running back position. Mm-hmm. Now, he's farther along in the process. And you're going to hand him the ball more than you right. would Samuels. You know, Samuels is a receiving back and yeah. kind of a failed experiment. But, yeah, there's just too many question marks at that running yeah. back position for the Steelers. Which, again, I like your idea of, okay, you punt running back on the first two days because it just didn't work out. So you take one in the fourth and sixth. Oh, and we could come up with names. Yeah. But then we got six dudes fighting for one ball in camp, yeah. and it's hard to get them the reps. And is anyone really going to stand out and take the job over? And they all have questions, even if the, the right. rookies come in and shine. That's messy. And then you You're take the ch- you take the chance up. that none of them – or any good. They might all be. Yeah. I mean, you're getting Aaron that, Jones. That whole idea that well, you can just get a back anywhere. We'll see. It's great until you don't have one, <laughs> and, and, and you need one. You, right. you 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 like oh well, you know this guy ran. You know, I keep having James Robinson. Pe- the, the people who are proponents of this keep. Well, the Jaguars found James Robinson last year, and he was undrafted. Yeah. Let me tell you, if the league thought that James Robinson was going to be James Robinson. Mm-hmm. He probably goes in the second round of the draft. Of course, year. of course. They missed on him. He's a small school guy. There's going to be someone in this class like that. And, and that doesn't mean that those guys are in it for the long term either. I bet the Jags draft the back this year too. Right. You know, because you don't know, because there's a reason why he wasn't yeah. highly, you know, he wasn't highly thought of. Don't be surprised when Kenneth Gainwell ends up in Jacksonville right. and somebody else. Right, right. He's catching passes, he's in there in third down, you know. Right, they could yeah. draft Travis ATN. They could. They had a ton of picks. Get right. Lawrence and they, you know, yeah, give yeah. him, give him ATN. Here you go. Here's your, here's your Wolby from college. Yep. And <laughs> he's a fine story. He's a good player. He's a nice find. But I bet they don't look at him and say, "Oh, our running back problems are are you know, all taken care of," like yeah. you would when you draft Najee Harris. I also had somebody say, "Well, the Steelers, when you know, their last two times that they won the Super Bowl, uh, you know, it, it was, you know, Willie Parker was was the lead back, but they gave him money." Right, and that was a fine. That was a fine. But after too. they found him, they paid him. They paid him. Right. He was he was one of the highest paid players on the team. Yeah, and for that, that second part. Super Bowl run. And again, they, he didn't last long. Man, I say he didn't last long either. You know, it was a, a great find. The situation helped him too. I mean, he was a good player. I'm not taking that right. away from him. And, and there are examples of that. But the count on finding the diamond in the rough. Yeah. Hey, good business. Again, we'll go back to the to the stats that that uh, four for four dot com came up with. 67% of your 1,000-yard rushers since the year 2000 yeah. were first- or second-round picks. Yeah. When you add the third round into that, it goes up to 80%. Right. right. So, yeah, you can find guys. And the hit rate's pretty good. There's not a lot of misses in there. There aren't either. a lot of – I mean, yeah. for every for every Richardson, Trent Richardson, yeah. there are five guys who hit. Yeah. The like Zeke's Leonard department. Fournette was a hit. He's a hit. I mean, was he worth the first, fifth pick in the draft? Yeah. No. Probably not, yeah. But Richard Mendenhall was a hit. Right, 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 right. You know, the exactly. people, people saying that that wasn't a hit, no, that's not the case. Right. They I don't mean, go to a Super Bowl in 2010 without Richard Mendenhall. If Mendenhall or Fournette were a left tackle, they'd be one of the starters in the league. You'd be making $10 million a year. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, they're quality players. Are they, you know, superstar running backs? No, but they're... You know, they're 1,000-yard backs. Yeah, you're getting some mileage out of I mean, the Steelers right. haven't had a 1,000-yard back since 2017, Le'Veon Bell's last mm-hmm. year. They then tried to pay. Well, they paid Le'Veon Bell in 2017 on the, on the franchise tag. 
They paid him again on the franchise tag in 2018. Well, they invested a lot. Of and they offered him a long, long-term contract both years. They tried to invest in the running back position. Mm-hmm. And they did. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and in the end, they probably made the right choice of not investing too much you know, at his age. Najee Harris as a route runner is a lot like Lev Bell. Yeah. I mean, they have different styles as runners, but he can split out wide and win on slant routes and receiver routes at 230 or whatever he weighs. I'm sure they see a lot of Bell usage, maybe not style, and Bell's a very unique ball carrier. But I bet they look at him and say, I remember when we had that, and that was nice. That was nice to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I mean, right. especially again, if Ben's going to get the ball quick. You, you, know. you go from uh, 2017, they were 21st in rushing. Mm-hmm. Not great. Not great. Not but great. competent in ru- right. running the ball. If, but if I recall, and that it wasn't like it is now where there's no threat. There's no, there's no threat <laughs> yeah, now. I mean, there's right. so much easier to play against now yeah. without any running game than being 21st. Because the last three years, they've been 29. 30, 30 and, or 31 or whatever, and 32. And they just stopped doing it. Yeah. You know, right. Or everyone crowds the line of scrimmage. You know, it's, it's no one's worried about the run game. Right. So, that, I mean, that's a problem. Uh, the other news of the day, Jadavian Clowney visiting the Browns again on Wednesday. I'm sure you agree with this, and I think you said it even before we were on the air. Steeler fans want him to sign. Absolutely. <laughs> big money, too. Yeah, go ahead and give Javian Clowney big money. Yep, yep, What yep. a mistake. Like, <laughs> everything that the Browns have done well this offseason would be blown up. I'm going to be like, yeah, didn't you learn okay, anything? Now we're going to just ign- we're gonna ignore the uh, edge position here because we got Javian Clowney. Right, we got the problem solved. We took, we've signed Tack McKinley and Javian Clowney all set. <laughs> That'll be they're perfect, probably right? gonna. They gave Tack McKinley four million dollars for that one year. That was odd too. It was early in the process. Too. So if I'm Jadavian Clowney, I'm going in there and going, well, I want ten at least. I want more than four. I want more than four. Yeah, right, I'm, right. I'm better no than that guy. And I bet he'll get it. I mean, whatever contract he signs is going to be for more than four. I don't know if you know Cleveland yeah. will sign him or not. And he's going to have spurts. He can be very disruptive. He's just not trustworthy. I mean, he's hurt all the time. He doesn't produce up to his contracts time and time again. If I were him, that's an ideal situation. You know, Garrett's on the other side. I could play 75% of the snaps. Looks like an up-and-coming team. I wouldn't have any interest in him if I were the Browns, though. He got a one-year $13 million deal last year. With Tennessee. From Tennessee. And produced... No sacks. No sacks. And constant injuries and issues and, right, um, takes plays off. And you watch his highlight tape, you'll say, wow. But if you watch every snap, you'll be like, man, this guy could be so much better. The problem is is the highlight tape is all from like six years ago. A lot of it. A lot of it. Right. He's 28 now. He's, sure. He's sure. had he's that mic- very injured. He's had that micro fracture surgery on his on his legs before he even or his knee before he even came Coming into the league. league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, and he's constantly he's on, you know. It's questionable every week, and one of those type of guys, you know, got to hold them together with duct tape. I mean, he's made sixty-three million dollars in the NFL and never had a double-digit sack season. Wow! First being being the first overall pick and looking like the predator, and you know, yeah, yeah, he he would not change the balance of power for me in Cleveland. No, I, I think that would be a, a step backwards actually, because again, they probably then ignore the edge position, which is I, th- it sets up well for them. What are they picking? Twenty-seven, right? Now They're twenty-five. I mean, I think they'll get one of the Miami dudes or Quiddy Pay or Owe or, you know, whoever it is. There'll be somebody there that fits the bill. I think that sets up really well for them. It'd be nice for them not to work that way because I think that's the best way to team build is use that first-round pick on an edge guy. Yeah. Instead, yeah. And instead they'll use it somewhere else. I, I saw 
um, Tony Grossi, who's covered the team for a long yeah, time, yeah. said, you know, if they make this signing of, of Clowney, now all of a sudden cornerback becomes yeah, the top priority. I guess. Linebacker's not great either. They don't seem to invest there as yeah. a team-building philosophy. Um, but they just, I mean, they signed two corners this offseason. They did. I don't, say, I don't know. And they, they drafted, and Greedy Williams is still there. I wouldn't count on Greedy Williams at this point, but still. Right. I mean, is he, he used a second-round draft pick on him three years ago. He's still, yeah, he's still rather young. Um, as a Steeler fan, I would much rather they signed Jadavian Clowney than drafted Jalen Phillips. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure, Somebody yeah. who can actually line up and play. Right, and it's cost-effective. Because yeah. they're giving, if they sign Clowney, it's, first of all, it's a one-year deal, mm-hmm. more than likely, and he's, he can't play. No, no, he's really hard to count on. I mean, if it's a $5 million deal, okay, take your risk. But he's not going to sign for that. No. No, he's not hurting for money. Yeah, again, $63 million, he's going to say, Nah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until somebody gets hurt. He's in that mercenary stage of his career, too. He's in, he'll be on a different team every year. Yeah, and can't play. Yeah, he's, there, he's hard to I, You know, we've, we said this last year when he was a free agent. Like some, He was the, the most overrated guy. Yeah. He was on everybody's top ten list. Yep. He was on top ten list this year for some of them. Top 20 at the very least. Based on, I don't know what. Name value yeah. and draft pedigree. Right, right. I mean, In terms of production, no. I don't care where you were drafted. What have you done lately? And mm-hmm. if you look at his, you know, his 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 last good season was in 2017 when he had nine and a half sacks. That's a long time ago. That's a that's a horribly long time ago right. in football years. Yeah, I mean, think about what the, that team looked like in 2017. J.J. Watt was at the height of his powers. Merciless was a really good player. Right. Clowney wasn't even the guy people were game planning around. Yeah, and he really never has been. No, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's, it's, and he wouldn't be in Cleveland either. I mean, that's just he's a number two specialty type player. Plays a run pretty well. He can bump him inside. Well, that's fine. But I mean, I'd much rather invest in Jalen Phillips or somebody like that if yeah. I was Cleveland. Yeah. So uh, you know, Steeler fans should should hope that happens uh, mm-hmm. because that then messes up the Browns. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Especially signing a big deal. You want Connor to sign a big deal, and you want Clowney to sign a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, if, if that happens, then you, you go from there. But uh, interesting that, that teams would even be kicking the tires on. Maybe it goes to show that, that maybe Cleveland's not as sold on this edge rushing class. It's not a great one. I would imagine that's how that works. You know, like A.J. Bouye just signed in Jacksonville. And, yeah. you know, they've invested in corners and had a first-round corner last year. And when the, the thing that people don't realize about the draft process is, first of all, there aren't sleepers in the real world. Everyone, I mean, everyone right. in the league knows these people. And usually when we say a guy is rising or falling. He was already there. He was already there. <laughs> but the exception to that is, and every team's different, when coaches get involved, it changes. You know, yeah. like if, you're, if the media's getting all their info from scouts and those early drafts and even a couple of weeks after the regular season or Super Bowl, those are scout-ranked information. And which the there wasn't as in, much of this year. Which there wasn't, which is you know, yeah. less of a foundation than usual. And then the coaches get involved, and coaches see the game a lot different than scouts. Right. You know? they, I mean, I'm on the scouting side, so I'm a little prejudiced against the coaching staff, but they think they can coach up the toolsy guy, even if he's yeah. not a you know a, a great football player in general. I mean, I mean these are yeah. broad. Strokes. I mean, Daryl Drake was was he, he loved Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, he banged it. We got to get Deontay yep. Johnson. That's the guy. Yeah, and, um, and those guys have a better understanding than the scouts of 
man, I would love to be able to call this on third and five, but I don't have a Claypool type receiver. Well, they develop a relationship with the kid. You know, mm-hmm. they went out and they visited with him. They clicked. Yeah. They said, yeah, look, yeah. this guy and I are, are really on the same page. I can't wait to work with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, There's really, a lot of positive yeah. that comes from it, too. But the boards do change, and that's when the fights happen, too. And who's your top decision maker? I mean, if it's Mike, or if it's Kyle Shanahan, then he just says, I need somebody to be my joystick out on the field, and I'll you know just don't screw up what I send in. <laughs> That's great, you know, but it better work. Yeah, I mean that was the one thing I saw a story out of Boston um, last week where it said Belichick is going to maybe listen to his scouts a little more this year. Okay, you know uh, the, he's notoriously does not right. They were information. They've gathering. they've screwed up the draft the last few years because it's been more of Belichick. Doing well, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to go get. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't worked out necessarily. And with all respect to Coach Belichick, who's obviously awesome at what he does, that's a lot on anyone's plate. Oh, absolutely. I you, mean, you're going straight from free agency where you're the you're the, the, the main talent evaluator. You're the guy meeting with the, these free agents mm-hmm. and judging, okay, we want to bring this guy in, we want to bring that guy in, to two weeks later you're doing the draft. Yeah, I mean, it's just an <laughs> awful lot on your plate. And he's not a young man anymore either. I mean, right. he's been – around the block and more than anybody supposedly he knows what they're having for lunch and who's sweeping the floor but it's why they've and, always know. they've always tended towards the alabama guys the rutger guys right the, right, right. Uh, the, the guys who he knows His the buddies. coach he knows the coaching staffs yeah himself and so oh, i'll take a, you know this guy vouches for him i'll take him mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's where he should have gone see I, I don't want to throw my my old employers under the bus either but when i was with the browns i'm sure people remember this a long time ago i'm old Butch Johnson or Butch Davis was our head coach, and there was a massive trend of only drafting what were then Big East players that they played against at Miami, the U, or dudes that grew up in Florida that he scouted. Right. So you're playing with a lesser deck. <laughs> you know, yeah. like everybody else is taking the whole country. College. Everyone else is playing from the whole. You yeah. Know, when in, and and we of course that that staff scouted everybody equally. But when it came down to turn the chip in, well, I I know this guy. I trust him. I'm going to lean towards him. Right. Yeah. And time's gone ba- past. I don't think I've ever told this story. But and I wasn't there. But many people told me when they left the the their, their Gerard Warren class. Remember, he was like the fourth pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Everybody left the night before. I think they picked third or fourth. They knew who the first three picks were going to be, and they all agreed they were taking Richard Seymour. And they get up on the clock, and the director of pro scouting, the director of college scouting, were blown away that they turned in Gerard Warren. Like, we talked about this. And Butch comes in and says, well, I recruited Gerard. You know, I knew him well. You know, we I know he had a little higher grade on Seymour, but I was I, I was more comfortable with him because I knew him as a 16-year-old top prospect. And, like, well, <laughs> well then what are we doing here? <laughs> Why did we have all those meetings and talk about Why this? Why did we fight about this yeah. for three hours last night? You know, right? So, oh well. I mean, and that that happens. I mean, no, that, you know, uh, you know, this guy knows that guy who knows that guy, mm-hmm. and well, he's vouching for him. He says he's really good, and and a lot know. of wins there happen that way too. Yeah. especially a year like this when you have less information. That's right. super important, but you can't overvalue it either. It's like when Henry Ruggs runs a great forty. Don't give him credit twice. You already knew he was fast. Yeah, you knew he was. You already knew <laughs> right, that he could right. run. Yeah, I yeah. mean that, that's we we can see that. I mean, yeah. So yeah, but a lot of that Got stuff taking issues. place now. Uh, teams are kind of huddling together to kind of start to finalize their draft boards. Um, in the next week or so, they'll start. At least I know the Steelers will start 
with their mock drafts and doing those mm -hmm. kind of things. That uh, that's when the director, know. the the pro scouts come in too. The Rams really need this, and you know yeah. it's hard for Kevin or certainly you know Coach Tomlin or those guys to know team needs of thirty one teams and different cap situations and all that. So that's why I mentioned my Browns days. I was in charge of the NFC West, so when we'd kind of mock things out, hey Matt, who do you think the Cardinals might take here? Like. Oh boy! If there's a corner, they got to do it. You know, right? Yeah, you go to the special. But even at that, you're still guessing. Oh, you're still. I guessing. I mean, you have an edu you have a very educated guess. Right. You've I mean, seen I what they every have. Snap and you, you know, right. But then they come back to. I don't know their evals. Their evals. Right. Right. Who do they have relationships with? That right. well, this guy's telling them that this kid, you know, they're not going to mm -hmm. take him because that or that. So there's always that kind of stuff. Or this guy has maybe this guy has some character stuff, but. We wouldn't take them, but they would. Yeah, and that's the beauty of a guy like Kevin Colbert. I mean, he knows what owners will let character stuff slide. You know, ownerships don't change much. You know, right. and it works against the Steelers in some ways, I'm sure too. Like we always talk about this. I mean, the Ravens know who the Steelers like, right? The Steelers and the Steelers know who the Ravens, know who the Ravens like. Right. Yeah, and it's not like they're changing information. It's just I know how they scout. Yeah. I know what they'll go for. Tough. They value toughness more than this team does, or they're. They value speed more. Whatever it is, they know what they're after. And yeah. the owner won't tolerate a guy that does this, but he will tolerate this. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, you know, if 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 they reach for somebody, either they didn't know the information that you know about it. Mm -hmm. That's the other part of it. Like this year, in a year like this, um, how much? Like when when we had Lance Zierlein on mm -hmm. last week, and he's talking about Micah Parsons potentially falling because because of the hazing incident. In yeah. Penn State. Right. 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 I don't know how much that hurts the guy. I don't. I, don't I, I, I have no idea. That's the one you want a connection on. Yeah. You know, what really happened? Is he a change guy? And then you go to their head coach. And like I, he wasn't here all year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I know you're vouching like for the kid, right, but what, what, right. what's he done in the last twelve months? Because you haven't been around him. He hasn't been here. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, I don't know what he's. Is he, I'm making a joke, but I don't mean to. Is he off hazing people, or is he working hard in that insulated incident? You know, I mean, you've been out of the loop for a year. It's such an odd year. It really is, and hopefully next year we're back into a more normal type situation. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's going to make things very interesting here uh, over the next couple of weeks as, as this continues to, to work itself out. And as we see uh, this week, um, we mentioned this last week, both Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Yeah. Having a second workout. Someone's telling them we with need the Forty and the Forty ers are both going to be there now. They're going to all their 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 yeah. head guys are going to be there. I don't know. If it's going to change any decisions I, there. It, it shouldn't. You shouldn't make that trade if you're not sure who the guy is. Right. You, you made the you made the deal. You didn't right. just say, well, we're going to take one of these three guys. We're just not sure yet. Right. Uh, that can't be true. Because you might have gotten that guy sitting where you're at. Right. But I bet people are telling them, hey, there's five other teams that aren't sure between you two. Because they have a lot of similarities. Right. You know, I mean, I could see they're wanting to be more tiebreakers, more information, want to be in the building with them one more time. And maybe you don't even care how he throws. You know he's going to throw well. But right. But let's be around him one more time. I, I got ten more questions yeah. I'd like to ask. And about, I wonder, you know? too, if if the 49ers move up, force Carolina's hand with the Jets. Oh, I think that's the Darnold move. Yeah. yeah. That's why they made the move to, to trade for Sam Darnold. They well, I think the big part of it is because now everyone's get to four, yeah. and Atlanta's like, I'm not talking to you, right? You know, so now the best Carolina can do is get to five. Bengals don't traditionally trade out, so best I can get to is six. And Miami just traded into six, so they want to go anywhere, and so I'm going to settle for Darnold. Yeah, you know, at a discount rate and coach him up. 
Yep, that's kind of the situation yep. there. But uh, that's going to do it for this segment of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. I want to say uh, thanks to my partner, Matt Williamson. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Jacob Brecht for keeping us on the air throughout the conversation. And uh, we want to thank you for listening. I'm Dale Lally to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.